Um, so we have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men. We're coming for you, Don. We're coming for you, baby. Three white men. <laughs> we have all the power. <laughs> no, we don't. We're in Appalachia. <laughs> Shwammo, tis I, the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the sultan of slits, the godfather of gash, the genetic jackhammer. Appalachian alpha male. Oh, what, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, I had it down, and then I just took it one step too far. I'm going to have to cut down on nicknames. It's episode 183 of <laughs> Pillow 4 Radio, <laughs> a.k.a. the Don Blankenship Experience. Uh, and uh, we're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Somewhat queer. Well... I could be convinced. <laughs> no, we're not homosexual, but we are willing to well, learn. Are we talking like d- desert island situation? Like flaming? Or like, uh, de- yeah. are we talking the only holes available are male? We'll do. You, we, you fuck what you got to fuck. What are you going to do? I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying. I mean, you can put a wig it's better on. than a coconut. <laughs> Use your imagination. I don't know. Have you ever fucked a coconut? I have not. I'll let you. I'll tell you, I have a lovely set of coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I'm joined by former intercontinental champion. You ever heard that story? Uh, I have. Okay. <laughs> Two times now. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said you had because I was going to have to make up a whole new story. And uh, the um, the vanilla gorilla, the Appalachian ape. Is that it? Allegheny. Allegheny, Allegheny ape. Appalachian. We're not even close to the Allegheny. No, this is technically Allegheny's. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, technically. Right on. The. Um, Former Intercontinental Champion. The Kratom Somalia. The Kratom Somalia. The first black man to ever ice, ice skate backwards, backwards down the Kanawha River. Oh, duh. How did I not know that? Uh, Gorilla Monsoon's illegitimate son. <laughs> Monsoon. This old Chucky Tater Sacks over there. And as always, returning champion. The 16-time world Claw Machine Champion. 16. 16 times. 16 times. Woo! 16 times. Undefeated. Undefeated. (laughs) Undisputed. Undefeated. The. Reginald Denny of Regenerative Farming. Used that one a couple times. (laughs) Damn it. The. I've used Rob Schneider Ronnie the, Millsap the Adolf, Ronnie Millsap The Adolf Hitler Of regenerative farming oh That God. doesn't rhyme But that it's is. awesome <laughs> The Ronald Reagan Of regenerative farming That's John Morgan A.K.A. The Bone Cruncher A.K.A. The Dirty Shame A.K.A. The Average White Band Of West Virginia Music They're pretty great yeah, they are pretty great. Picking up the pieces. Oh, yeah. You kidding me? Are you kidding me, Monsoon? Are you kidding me? How many gallons of potable water, water do you have? <laughs> and it's episode 183, and uh, you're talking, not only are we the world's number one alt-right Christian podcast, but now, apparently, we're the number one terror threat in America, because we're white men. And two of us 
could be misconstrued as skinheads since we shave our heads. Yeah, but it's just a vanity thing. <laughs> and it's just because it's uh, it looks dumb when I grow it out now. Yeah. <laughs> I got used to it look like this. Just, uh, my anyway. significant other is always on me to, uh, so why, to shave my head. Why did you guys decide to start hating minorities? With your oh, well, it'd be a lot easier. I mean, to it was the reasons to like them. It was a it was a boring Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> it's like we're going to be like all I day. Go, I could go <laughs> either go with the razor and the racism, or no razor, no racism, which is kind of blase. Yeah, blah. I mean, come um, on, I could hair it, equality. It'd, it'd be a lot yeah. shorter if I listed reasons not to hate them. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> Okay, okay. That that answers my question. Especially those. And there's somebody who's just listening for the first time who's now clicking off and if <laughs> and they now think we're all terrible. We're all horrible. We're getting reported. Yeah. I think they can hear Tucker Carlson is gonna beg for us to come on a show. So I would definitely go on Tucker Carlson. Oh yeah, show. but not for the reasons he'd want us on there. I'd like I'd go. I like him. He's anti war. I'll, I'll give you time if you're anti-war. Nobody else is anti-war. Literally, that's, that's an admirable quality on his part, but that's not enough to like the guy. Literally, everybody in the media is like, "Yes, give us bombs." No, I'm not yes, wars. No, it doesn't. What is it good for? You know, <laughs> absolutely huh. nothing. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. It's good for defense contracting jobs. Yeah, it's it good is for good the for military industrial complex. That's what uh, our boy. Um, Friend of the show, Donald Trump, said about the uh, Saudi Arabia thing after they uh, did some horrible things, apparently, to that journalist. I've heard he's been dissolved in, in acid, which is amazing. But uh, he said, uh, we need to find out what's going on. Uh, but we've got a lot of jobs. Uh, that he actually called defense. you a few hours before the show. Yeah. And wanted you to do a piece on it. Yeah, he did. So that, that was uh, – I haven't prepared the piece yet. But <laughs> Donald Trump called me, <laughs> told me knock that Russian motherfucker out, making him look him and Putin making him look bad on the news. <laughs> but yeah, that was his number one thing. Whenever they asked him about uh, dealing with uh, Saudi Arabia, he was like, "Well, oh, the defense contracting jobs. What are we going to do? Got to got to get that money." Well, that's like one thing, the point that I've made that you know I'm a big, super bleeding heart anti-war guy. But one point that I've made to people. Uh, is is that uh, if we uh, if we actually cut the military like as much as we should by half or more than half, if we did that in a short period of time, it would uh, probably cause a stock market crash and, Absolutely. A, and a recession. Well, it's just like because converting. Of, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Because it's just such a big piece of the economic puzzle that it's like a it's like a house of cards. You pull one, and I think it would cause some serious economic woes in the short term. Mm-hmm. But of course, how much would we wind up saving not spending? Eight hundred billion or whatever it is now a year. What about and petroleum? Like you know, if you get us off petroleum, like right now, it'll cause a massive, like system wide collapse. Well, well, for one, we'd stop if we if we cut the military spending in half, then possibly we'd be be cutting half of the oil consumption that the that the military uses, which would cause a an oversupply, which could cause the price to go down right. in the short term, because the military uses a lot of fucking yeah, a few oil. gallons. Oh, few sure, gallons. <laughs> they use a lot. Yeah. I don't know how much, but those tanks take a more ridiculous than, amount of fucking more than I can drink. Yeah, yeah. John drinks oil, so uh, that's Belchfest right there. I haven't done that. Gotta in a get long my. Time. I'm gonna get my Belchfest. My Omega 87 octanes. <laughs> <laughs> He's running on jet fuel. But uh, 
the uh, WWE, Vince McMahon and all his glory, they're, run, they, they're doing a show today in Saudi Arabia. And before this Jamal Khashoggi thing happened, they were all like, Crown Jewel in whatever city, Saudi Arabia. Then after this happened, they're like, Crown Jewel, only on the <laughs> WWE Network. <laughs> they didn't, they're not they didn't saying where anything. it's at now. Yeah. They're not saying where it's at, but it's, uh, they're still going. Yeah. I was like, gee, come on, guys. Cancel this because it's it's a deal with the actual Saudi government. Sure. And during this show, I haven't seen this show, but during the last show, they ran propaganda pieces during the during the show that touted all their progressive values that they're now having. Like, women can drive now. Well, <laughs> how the fucking will you? You just made everything a little bit more dangerous. <laughs> but, you just caused a bunch of men to go hungry. Because those women aren't going to be in the kitchen. Apparently, they gave him $100 million for for 10 years, 10 shows over 10 years, or maybe 400, something, some ridiculous amount of money over so many years just to come there twice a year. And then on top of it, Hulk Hogan is hosting the show that they're doing today, which <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. Because he's not been in any fucking turmoil. No. <laughs> Let's just pile on. Because... <laughs> Is there any way? Can we get a stroke-addled Bret Hart to come walking out to the ring, too? <laughs> Perhaps we could get uh, accused murderer Jimmy Snuka out of the grave. <laughs> for, Perhaps we could reanimate Chris Benoit and his family <laughs> so they could come down. And then do a Chris Benoit <laughs> tribute. Really? What? Are you guys trying to go out of business? What the fuck? <laughs> How did I not get the Chris Benoit? No, he's now part of Wrestling Frankenstein. Me and Frank, me, me and Frank <laughs> came up with, we came up with Wrestling Frankenstein. It was... Ah, armbar <laughs> <laughs> The heart of uh, Oh I can't remember who all we cobbled in there Who would you get If you had to piece together a bunch of dead wrestlers To make one good one and reanimate them Well you just have to have the body of Hawk Road animal Road animal Hawk Road warrior Hawk Yeah whatever Oh, and the, the prime, yes, prime road warrior hawk. All the okay. good steroids, road animal. Okay, <laughs> road warrior hawk, road animal. Road. I can't. Yeah, it's killing. What's me. going on? There? I don't know. What are we doing? It's too much kratom. I guess so. Um, and, and with the I'm brain, feeling of, pretty great. The brain of Buddy Landell. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you are obsessed with Buddy Landell. I love making Buddy Landell reference. No, I want the brain of classy Freddie Blassie. Oh yeah, he was a good manager. Yeah. Or Heenan. Yeah, well, yeah. Heenan's passed away too. A bit of a coward, though. Yeah. Yeah, we can't have a coward. Yeah. But that makes, that's what makes a good bad guy, to be a bit of a coward. Yeah. <laughs> you ever notice that they're really brave and tough, and then when they turn heel, they're like, oh, no. <laughs> that, is, that is weird. Whenever, like, a I'm good guy. I'm trying to stand and fight, and now I'm a bad guy. I got to run. Woo! <laughs> now I'm a fucking pussy. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm just a bitch, and I got to run. Remember when uh, Big Papa Pump and um, Triple H arm wrestled? I do not remember that. And but there's no way it's not amazing. <laughs> and it looked like it was going to be a contest, and then all of a sudden, Big Papa Pump just looks up and smiles and throws him down. And Triple H does one of those Shawn Michaels wrestling fucking Hulk Hogan drops. Ah! Lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so strong! He threw me down. I like how John's quiet while he while, while he we're indulges, discussing <laughs> He indulges us talking about fake fight. <laughs> I might make him watch my. Uh, me and the wrestling matches that they put up recently uh, with me and Frampton Collins. Pretty fucking good. <laughs> He's hot. <laughs> what is he, an Ewok? <laughs> There's an Ewok coming down to the ring. Anyway, uh, what's been going on? I haven't seen you guys in a week. 
a whole week. Been longer than a week. Last really? Friday. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw you yesterday for 10 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. What's been going on? How's the farm? The farm? The farm's fine. Still there? It's the same. It's about the same as it was. You found any Mexicans to work on it yet? No, I haven't been looking. I probably should get some. We'll see what happens with this uh, with this caravan. caravan of Latino people marching this way. Who are... Yeah, let's talk about that for a second, about how many people I've just, I've, I've talked to that are all, all four of them opening fire with M60s on these, uh, on yeah, these people coming in. <laughs> yeah, I've talked to at least three people who are completely okay with that. Completely okay with gunning them down. Really? Yes. How, like once they cross the line? Well, if they're going to cross the line, he said, that's an invasion. I said, they're women and children. That's the weakest invasion ever. Yeah, that's what we should have brought to Normandy. It's just piled in all those 1940s women and children. Hey, put down that smock and apron. Hey, <laughs> you put down that coonskin cap, and you go run over there and run at those Germans. <laughs> Stop delivering your papers. <laughs> <laughs> what, what other 50s shit can we come up with? Or 30s shit. But, um, 40s, yeah, 40s. Uh, didn't a uh, friend of the show, Donald J. Trump, say something about if they if they come to the border and start throwing rocks at our soldiers, we'll consider that those weapons? Yes, and, I mean, that's what Israel does to Palestine. That is precisely what Israel does to Palestine. Yeah, they they get that they they. But you're not allowed to say anything bad about Jews right now, or you'll be considered anti-Semitic. Sure, because uh, what happened Saturday when a bunch of all these people wanted to do was go to their synagogue and plot world domination. Yeah, and some son of a bitch walked in there and gunned them down. Yeah, and then what did Donald Trump uh, tweet about after baseball? Let's tweet about the fucking World Series. That's bad management. Oh, by the way, a bunch of Jews got killed in the synagogue. But that's bad management. Well, he's like the most uh, pro-Israel freaking president we've yeah, had. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that bothers me about it. that is that people can be both pro, pro-Israel pro and anti-Semitic. Have you noticed this? Well, yeah, because that's a phenomenon. It's a strategy thing. Yes. It has nothing to do with the actual Jewish people. I think fuck uh, them. I think Benjamin Netanyahu's probably anti-Semitic. They're anti-Semitic as in they don't like Jewy things. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, kefilte fish? Bagels? Lock? Kishkas? <laughs> they don't like, they don't like capers and cream Mani- cheese on a, on a fish sandwich? Manischewitz? Like <laughs> that's, that's some weird wine. It's it? a dessert wine that's delicious. It tastes like fucking grape juice. What? It's really strong, but it's also really sweet. Mm. Mm. It's a liqueur. No, it's and, a liquor. But, um... I've never understood the whole, why we suck on uh, Israel's cock so much. I have no idea why. And I've never really looked into it. Is it like to have a presence in the Middle East? Is it to... No, it's that Christian bullshit that they're God's chosen people. Oh, Let me Jesus tell you something. Fuck. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start my own religion, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that I'm going to create some kind of race and say that I'm, I'm of that race, and I am God's chosen people. That was really smart on their part, to say, hey, we're on this... Horrible, dry, bat fuck place in the fucking world. Here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna declare that we're one God's second. chosen people. One second. Yeah. Bat fuck. Bat fuck. That's right. Okay. And, uh, and we're gonna. <laughs> I just. <laughs> it's a bat fuck experience. I'm writing it down. <laughs> I don't know if I can use it as a as a title, but it's getting written down. Is that hyphenated or no? It's I mean, one word. You've run out of goats to fuck, and you've moved on to the bats. bats. That's yeah, how bad that's it is. Right. You know, my as, dad as always bat said, fuck crazy." My dad always said, "If uh, frogs could fly, they'd get bat pussy." That's that's a good one. <laughs> it is a good one. 
Anywho, why would you want to fuck a bat though? Like, get it's a, a nice mouse. bird. It's a flying mouse. Have you ever tried bat pussy? <laughs> well, <laughs> something else. <laughs> what about them flying foxes? <laughs> They're foxes. Anyway, anyway, bat fuck. Um, and they just decided, hey, we're God's chosen people, and then they got everybody else to buy into it. Branding. It's yeah, just branding. It's branding. It's like how I always say I'm the prince of podcasting and all that stuff. It's just it's a character yeah. that I'm playing. It's hilarious. But is that really why we yes. give I, them five hundred billion dollars a year yes, or whatever? It, that's the that's the beginning of it. Now we're entered into a No, we got rid of the Iran deal because they didn't like it. Yes. They're an aggressor in that part of the world. Oh yeah, they're so aggressive. That's what it seems like to me. Yes, when I'm dealt with uh, like uh, Abby Martin, she's like an independent journalist that does all kinds. Of, she used to work for Russia Today, mm-hmm. and they were like, and she was saying anti-Russia shit on their on their channel. Yeah, and they're like, why don't you come here and we'll talk to you? And I quit. Nope. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not going there. No, thank you. And she has. She this has, is this is number one bullshit. Yes, yeah, <laughs> could be bullshit. <laughs> Be like movie Russian, but I uh, she's done lots of uh, stories about um, how fucked up it is because she went there mm-hmm. and she's been with the, uh, the Palestinians as they're being attacked. Yeah, yeah they throw a rock and then they get a fucking that, Sam launch. Somebody out. throws yeah. a rock, then they bomb another person's house, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then a week later they're building an Israeli house right where that exactly. one used to stand. Oh yeah, that's literally what. Yeah, and that's just been happening progressively for. A long time. Yes, it uh, I just don't understand it. Why do we? I mean, uh, it's because we like we like Judaism. It's, I don't know. It's complicated. Maybe like part of it has to do with the post World War II thing, the the Holocaust, and then the Israelis, you know, invaded Palestine and set up their own, set up the new yeah, just state, t- just took it. Just well, in, see, here's what happened. The United States government seed, then they then, seed them that land, and then the United States, and then, the, States, <laughs> and then the United States said, "Okay, never again. We're on board with this because right. of what happened," and it's just kind of continued, um, you know, to have something to do with World War II and the fact that Amer- the American Christian establishment. Um, dislikes Muslims more than we dislike Jews. Sure. So we want a Jewish state there that's friendly to us, that that works as a sort of a military base, but also, you know, we're totally a lapdog for them because they're getting, they're getting the better end of the deal because we're paying for a lot of their military. So I don't... I'm kind of with Dutch. I don't get it either. Yeah. I think it's really complicated. Well, I think it is complicated. And it goes I, back I think the root of years. It, I think the root of it is that is that they're God's chosen people and Christians still embrace that doctrine. You know, Christianity in its present form is is people don't understand it is cobbled together from so many different things. Roman, uh Scandinavian, you know, all these different things. Like the concept of hell is a is a Scandinavian concept. Yeah, and they actually like it. That's why their music's weird. Well like black metal and yeah, they're just I think that's the lack of vitamin D. Yeah, I think that just drives got some nuts. D for him. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. what's up? I'm talking yeah. about this dick. <laughs> Talk about this fucking dick. He's not talking about democracy. Either. Talk about hey. this Maluk stick over here. You know what I'm saying? You sound like Johnny Blue Jeans. He's not talking about democratic <laughs> socialism. Nope. Ain't talking about that. Ain't talking talk, about. Ain't this, talking about love. Th- talking about like I told pecca. you before. Talking about this pecker. Talking about this. Um. Uh, Tallywhacker. That's what I'm talking about. Tallywhacker. Tallywhacker, yes. 
first time I heard that word was an episode of Crank Yankers. It was on Porky's when I heard it. <laughs> we have to figure out which boy's tallywhacker. Do you ever see the, that famous scene in Porky's? I'm sure I have. Where the girls are in the in the shower and they're like looking at him. And then the guy sticks his dick in. Hi, I'm Pee Wee Penis, and I love to have fun. <laughs> and one, and then the fucking gym teacher grabs it, and she's like, <laughs> "It's a fucking famous. It's famous, dude. Oh yeah, I've seen it. Porky's imagine, is amazing. Imagine dude. trying to make that movie now. Everybody goes, to oh, camp, no. and everybody just has a nice time. Everybody keeps to themselves. No, there's no camp in Porky's. It's just high school. Oh, high school. Okay. Yeah. Everybody goes to high school, and everybody has a nice time. Mm-hmm. The football team wins. The basketball team wins. Actually, it's basketball. The the cheerleaders are cheering. And uh, everybody has a nice time. No fucking at all. Ever. That's a Bob Clark. Bob Clark directed directed Porky's one and two. He directed a Christmas Story. That was a good movie. Uh, he directed. I can't watch it anymore because I watched it so well, much so, when I was a kid. But I think it ca- captures the essence of the forties so well. I mean, How do you know? I, 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 well, I mean, what I think it would be. What? Yeah. You know what I mean? My impression of, of you know, and my mom. We asked my mom was like that. She's like, yeah, pretty much. You know, is. You're running out of shit. You ate a lot of cabbage. You know, it's just it's wartime. You know. Um, anyway, back to and he also know. directed. I'm sorry. No, he, no, no, he also no. directed from the hip, which is a great movie and underrated. I've not seen it. So Judd Nelson is a an attorney. Oh, I'm on board. Uh, he fakes his way into a uh, an assault trial. Love it. And um, him and the other guy talked to each other beforehand what they were going to do, and it became a media sensation. And then he was so good at it that there was this guy, Dr. Benoit, who murdered, who is up for a murder murder trial. And he wants him. And he's played by John Hurt, who John Hurt is a great actor. John Hurt is fantastic. Um, and it is, I think it's way underrated. Like the IMDb gave it some ridiculously low score. It's not a bad movie. It's a good movie. And Pee Wee from Porky's is in it. Like the, uh, I can't remember that actor's name. It's uh, Judd Nelson, David Allen Greer is in it. Um, Co. <laughs> uh, Darren McGavin, who was a alum yeah. from you know Love Christmas Boat. Story. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's De- Gavin McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> it's Captain Stooping. Um, Elizabeth Perkins, she's in it. It's a it's a good movie. I'm a I'm a big Elizabeth Perkins fan. Okay. I like her fine. She's in Big and she's in, well, and from the hip, that's pretty well, much all I've seen her in. He's well, actually got a room of just posters. It's quite disturbing. If you, if it's a little, <laughs> there's a little altar. Can it's almost disturbing as my it? Diane Franklin. Uh, oh, yeah. Diane Franklin. That is, a, that is a callback right that there. That is a callback. We haven't talked about her in a it's long time. better than time. an Anne Frank one. <laughs> Jesus. That's dark. Right. <laughs> I, I, you're just getting the tip of the iceberg, baby. I'm holding back. Getting the tip of oh, something. Elizabeth Perkins, she's in Sharp Objects. It's good. She was in Weeds. Yeah. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. She's really good. Like, Hello, the, yeah, yeah, she's in the new Ghostbusters. Um, mm-hmm. And she's been in lots of crap. Now that I see her, I know who the fuck she is. My friend from the hip is on my Amazon movies. I might check it out, man. I might check it it's out. It's good. Shit. I checked out Halloween 3, Season of the Witch again. I saw I saw it's what's in my good. queue. You know. I didn't watch all of it. I just... Passing time and uh, watch like the first forty five minutes or so. Yeah, I do that. It helps me sleep sometimes. Um. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about the 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 Jewish massacre and then how <clears throat> Donald Trump reacted to that, and then we got onto Israel. And um, fuck. And then we moved on to other things. 
Like, and uh, somebody shut down the website that that guy used. It's like a social media app. Gab. Gab. It's like a big Facebook alternative that ha- that is actually free speech. And Wait. there's there's this new thing happening now where um, I was I've listened to a fair amount of NPR when I'm in the truck when I don't have to switch it off because it makes me want to throw up. But that's that's my main like mainstream news source. I don't watch Fox News or CNN any of that stuff. The only Exposure, unless it's like a little f- YouTube clip or something, comes from NPR Radio, which is a pretty leftist, pretty hardcore leftist perspective, in my view. Is it? Yes, absolutely. I thought it was fairly since it's, I thought it, down no. the middle. No, th- I thought since it was government funded, that it had to be. It has to be leftist. Equal time or whatever. Well, no, because it's government funded, it's inherently leftist because funding a something like a like a radio station is a leftist sure. thing to do. So, of course, most of the people that fund it and most of their you know, most of their constituents, most of their listeners are um, liberal or leftist. Sure. Of, I mean, certainly, obviously, different people. Listen everybody to sort of talks like this. Yeah, and yeah, they, and they have sad little, jazz, a music. little bit of a lisp. I mean, it's it's. But like, I love it. I it's mean, overtly, I, I, it's overtly um, pro Democrat, anti GOP, anti Trump. Like, sure. extremely at this point. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, but I, that's mostly what I listen to because I. Um, take everything with a grain of salt, and usually I listen to it because I want to, you know. You know what it does I have, though. Understand that perspective. Mm-hmm. What does it have? I'm sorry, John was. Go, no, go ahead. I'm. I'm uh, it has a Prairie Home Companion. Not anymore. They changed the name. Got rid but, of uh, what's his face? Garrison Keeler. I was listening to NPR, and there's this new thing that they're pushing now, where they're saying that if something is labeled as free speech, like Gab or Minds or something like a social media that that actually allows everyone to say what they want to say, mm-hmm. that that's code for white supremacists. It is now, yeah. What? Yeah, that's what that means. That's because because it's, they're saying that it's a haven for for hate speech, but just because. All of the other, because Facebook and Twitter and everything are censoring anything that's not, that doesn't fit the mainstream I narrative. I get censored. Well, we got censored this week. We both shared the same picture. It was just a basic anti-war thing, you know. It shed on three three different presidents. Yeah, it showed, it showed W, Obama. And, oh, the, that one? That, yeah. But there was, that got th- censored? There was two of them, and one of them got censored and one of them didn't, but they basically, it was a similar message. The, one, the message is... All, th- all three of the last presidents are doing the same shit, and every- you know what I mean? And nobody's even talking about it. People right. only care uh, that Donald Trump uh, said is, something. Is rude. He said something rude, but they're fine with the fact that, yeah, that he's drone bombing. They're actually on board with the fact that he drone bombing. <laughs> A lot of them are, yeah. <laughs> but well, anyway, but but so that's the yeah, that's one of the new, that, and that sort of paints the picture I'm saying when I say that they're they're obviously, you know, they're obviously pretty leftist because they're they're actually saying, well, this is just another. You know, with a little bit of a list, we're just going to softly say bob, in the most polite way possible that that free, that anything labeled as free speech at this point is just a cover up for white supremacists. I just love rare air, though. Uh, so <laughs> that's just something I heard, and you know, I listened to a little bit more of it, mm-hmm. and I gave it, you know, absorbed it, and took it with a grain of salt, and then I turned it off. See, it it uh, get, it it doesn't censor a lot of my stuff, but it does hide it. Especially, well, oh, yeah. especially like the podcast and stuff, because they want me to pay to advertise it. Yeah, which I probably should fucking do. But like I shared this uh, New York Times article uh, opinion, I am sexist, and it's just a, a male feminist like shitting on himself and, and the entire male gender 
the entire time. And I, I posted the caption, this guy's so hard up for the female I touch. Saw, that's a good one. <laughs> that he's using the old male feminist trick to try and sneak in the back door. Don't take the bait, ladies. He's got a pecker, and the only thing he wants to do is jam that some bitch in your cooter. It's just that it's just that everything else has failed, and he's been left dry-jacking to reruns of Three Company. So he's got to pretend that he's not a piece of garbage that just wants to empty a clip in you and eat a sandwich. That's all he wants to do. Deep down, that's all any of us want to do. And <laughs> literally one like from Did John. Did I not like it? No. I'm sorry. Shit. No, I, Let me remedy I don't, that. I, I don't care. It doesn't No, I'm feelings, just saying that, that I laughed. I thought it was funny. Didn't you share it twice? I got. I deleted it and then I shared it okay. again. Just, just to try to, to get to see to try to bump it. Yeah, just to see like is if is it really hiding it? Is because it, I know are they going to hide it twice? I in know a row? at yeah. least twenty people would see this and think it's hilarious, but nothing except for you. Like you would have to go to my page and look at it. I might have you set to like priority in my news feed or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. And then, and then people, and then if I say something like this, just something, just something, just base level. Hey, Facebook's doing the censorship thing where they're censoring anti. Well, it's a private company. A- anti-war ideas. Liberal, I thought you were uh, a libertarian. libertarian. It's a private company. It's like no, it's actually not a private company. It's actually a publicly traded company, and their their charter actually states that they don't discriminate on the basis of political views. So not only are they breaking the law by going against their own corporate charter, but they're a public traded company, and they're misleading their investors. In addition to the fact that they're basically Facebook is a spying tool for the government. This is well documented. Just yeah, oh yeah, it there's twelve is. main. Mainstream articles laying out how Facebook is used by the CIA and the FBI to spy on people um, and to uh, basically it's basically anti-constitutional the way that it works. And also these these uh, these social media things are becoming the public square. Yeah, it's becoming well, like public property. Mm -hmm. My least favorite argument that I keep getting from blue checkmark friends of mine that 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 are mad at me for being pro free speech about Facebook is that they say Facebook's not news. Get your news from a blog or from a from a printed paper. I'm like You're not I've never made the argument that Facebook is news. No one has. Facebook is a social media company where news organizations, businesses, and individual human beings post their ideas. So if I if I'm looking on Facebook and I and I pull up an article from the New York Times on Facebook and read it but for some reason, in your mind, if it's printed on paper on a page, it's more credible than if I click on it on Facebook and read the same fucking article. It's well, blue check marks are just as dumb as red check marks. They believe the same bullshit. You know what's funny is the, they all the, have blue check marks. No, I never, I never made the argument that Facebook was a news corporation. Facebook doesn't create media. They it, aggregate. They ag- they, yeah. they 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 provide a platform where pe- where other people can create content, and then they make a profit off of other people's content. Hmm. That's how it works. I know how Facebook works. I have Facebook stock. I'm invested in the company pretty heavily. Oh, so they're censoring <coughs> a part owner of yes. Facebook. Yes. Are you you're invested in Facebook? It's a Fang stock. It's a no brainer, bro. Well, yeah, but you must be wealthy. <laughs> well, not really. Not it's, not o- it's only hundred. It's only between a hundred and two hundred dollars a share right now. So one share is a hundred and some dollars. Well, but I mean, tell us how many I've shares got, you got. <laughs> I have four thousand uh, shares. I've got. He's rich. I got about ten grand in Facebook. Well, that's awesome though. That's good. I actually like to get out of it, but it's way down right now. So I got to wait for it to go back up. But, I, uh, I'm invested at one share in Nintendo. <laughs> I remember, when you, I remember when you did that. Yeah, I didn't know Nintendo had its own stock. Mm-hmm. 
Those weed stocks, I've not checked them forever. I could be, I could be going to work for nothing, like right now. Oh yeah, I mean, because weed if, has received a bump lately. So. Oh yeah, Canada. Yeah, I didn't, I, but I didn't own any Canadian weed company. Huh. But anyhow, um, but that's the, that's the argument that I get is just all this. Well, it's a private company and they can do it. It's like, uh, no, it's not that simple. Twitter, they're actually breaking. Twitter's the law. actually better. As far as that type of stuff goes, as long as you're not well, here's the thing: violent. It's, it's the same thing. Notice whenever Facebook um, bans something, whether it's Alex Jones or the big 800 and some site ban that happened, they happen in congruent with one another. So it's yeah. it's not like Facebook does it, and then a couple of days later, Twitter goes, "Okay, we'll do it too." They're doing it together. It's obviously orchestrated. And a few weeks before the Alex Jones ban, Mark Zuckerberg came out and said. That it's not his job to censor people who are Holocaust deniers. He came out in favor of free speech and said Holocaust deniers can say what they want on Facebook. It's not they're allowed to have their wrong opinion. It's not my. And You're then allowed two to weeks, not look at their shit. Yeah, and then and then two weeks later, did started doing all this banning shit. He's obviously getting his orders from somewhere else because he was pro speech two weeks free speech two weeks prior, and then two weeks later. Uh, banned all this stuff, and he's under all this pressure being being put in front of Congress and all this stuff. It's obviously he's obviously getting his marching orders from somewhere that's not him. And then Twitter's doing the exact same thing, the exact same time. It's it's obviously orchestrated. And this is not tinfoil hat shit. This is just anybody with a common sense and half a dog's brain can see that there's a pattern here mm-hmm. that. Both companies didn't simultaneously have the same idea to ban the exact same pages at the exact same time. They were given orders. They used like a for like the Free Thought Project and all those sites, uh, those pages. They used like a weird um, terms of service thing where you, they they had uh, multiple sites that would share the same thing and because to- they were trying to monetize and make money off the site. Yeah, they found some loophole where they said this is the reason why. Um, but but there's all kinds of other sites that do that that they didn't. Oh yeah, if I if I had the time and patience, like I would fucking um fucking uh, Occupy Democrats. Yeah, there's some that are just absolutely have a horrible fact record, fact check record. Almost all of them. And yeah, and they're they're not censoring the, you know, the blue check mark ones. I wonder if because Facebook. I, I kind of want to test it out. If if I just say a bunch of anti-Trump stuff, <laughs> which I I can do, I have no problem doing that. If I just say a bunch of anti-Trump stuff, how much love I will get? I mean, get, it's yeah. not like it's money. Like I care. You know, maybe you should set up a, a couple fake accounts and be friends with yourself, and then check see what's in your newsfeed. Mm. You'd almost need to do something like that to really get a good sample. It's so f- this is getting scientific. I know. It's also, I'm too lazy for that. <laughs> yeah, the, and the algorithms are too smart. That AI shit, man. It's getting better and better. But. Like I posted something about, I made a joke about, I said, uh, I keep hearing people talk about a civil war coming. Yeah. Is it going to be on PS4 or Xbox? And right after that, I started getting advertisements in, in Facebook Marketplace for use P- PlayStation 2, use Xbox. Yeah, dude, that's it's just really been disturbing me lately. Like, even on, on this device I just got. I mean, it's, it's just just, I mean, had, just got it. Yes, and I'm like, how do, how would you know that that I like that? Because shit? You're, you're logged into your Google account, yeah, or your Facebook account, and they it's not chart it's not stored on your phone. It's charge it's stored in the um in the cloud somewhere. It's uh I don't know, man. Like I don't mind getting censored. It makes me feel like I'm doing something right. I, I do just wish they'd let my uh 
my podcast stuff out so everybody could see it. Yeah. Like I mean, all the people that like the page and my music stuff, all the people that like the page can see it. But no, they want you to throw them five bucks to do these targeted advertisements, which I'm not, I don't know how to, I mean, I know how to do it. I've done it before, but it never really did anything for me. Right. So I don't, I don't know, um, exactly what, maybe if I, I need to talk it's, to somebody it, that knows how to set the, it's ads made up. a difference for me with the Cardinal Island stuff. If I pay, five or seven dollars or whatever to boost a post it does get a lot more attention the one or two times I mean, we I've boosted it. it once didn't we i boosted it before but it got the page a bunch more likes but it didn't mm. really get listener engagement which mm. is what i want i think it's probably like a snowball effect too you gotta like with real business advertising you have to consistently do it yeah and kind of create a an exponential maybe growth factor start, start maybe once i get the car paid off i only got two more payments baby I'll start throwing maybe five, ten bucks a week. Five, six hundred dollars at it every day. A month. I'll just uh, go ahead and pay as much as I did for my car for Facebook advertisements so people can listen to a thing that I do for free. It wouldn't be a crazy idea to invest, you know, a little bit in it if you're... If your bills, if your bill load goes down a bunch, just to it try. It probably wouldn't be a bad idea to throw 20 to, bucks a month. Just to see, you know, see if it makes a difference, you know what I mean? It's, what's the worst you could do? Pay an extra car payment where the free adver- you know, worth of advertising. What I'm afraid will happen is that people will actually start listening, and then we'll have to tone it down. Like we start getting advertisers, and, and they don't like like what you're we afraid say. of success <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. because, I mean, because then you'll have to. I've been offered uh, many jobs in radio since I've started this, and I just can't do it because I can't say the things that I want. You've been offered many jobs. No, I've <laughs> he's a man of principle. <laughs> I've actually. Um, thought about that. Like, what if, like that time I went on Andrew, my best friend Andrew Atkins' show in uh, on eighty eight point one. Like, what if they offered me like a slot there? I mean, that doesn't pay anything. Like, would I be able to do that and not be able to say exactly what I want to say all the time? I don't know. I'd probably give it a shot, but I know I'd slip up. I mean, it just takes practice. It's hard not to cuss. <laughs> I don't know. You just make sex it's jokes. Just, it's just like, like I tried to get like being at a job. Word. It's just like being a clerk or something. You have to turn on a certain persona while you're clocked in. And, and I never had out. to do that. Hmm. Well, no, no, I did telemarketing. Yeah, it's just but you thing. could hit the mute button and go "fuck you" and <laughs> go back on. I just I, I guess you could do that on the radio. I guess a lot of songs playing. But I literally, I, I don't know. I tried to get him to say the n word. So you, so you can sample it, play it out of context, over and over and over again, like you did to me forever. Oh man, that was that was pretty funny. (laughs) Um, you leaving, bud? No, Jesus, something happened. Something happened. I wonder what happened. I wonder how long that was paused. Not very long, because there's... Hmm. Do you want to stop and listen to it? I'd have to start a whole new... Uh, oh, really? whole new thing, but I could piece them together. Oh, we'll just pick up where you left off there, Chuck. Okay. Uh, favorite things. Okay. Um, I finished the second book. I feel like I should stop and listen so I can piece them together, though. We'll go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Let's do favorite things. Raindrops on roses, some technical difficulties. On kittens, we missed us talking about uh, Have You Forgotten, Daryl Worley. 
<laughs> and how he's now on my list of people that are getting these hands next time I see him. Getting those mitts. Anyway, now we're doing favorite things. Taters. Okay. I was uh as I was reading as I've mentioned before, the uh, Memory Sorrow and Thorn series. And I finished the second book. It was called The Stone of Farewell. And at the end of it, the boy Simon gets taken by the Sithy to their, like their, it's called a summer city. I can't, I can't pronounce it. But they don't build with stone anymore. The way they described it is they had tied all these uh, pieces of fabric to trees and all this. I mean, it was really cool the way they the way they described it. He said it sounded, it looked like ships at sea, only it was, you know, shifted with the wind. Is really, he has a gift for describing beautiful things and really fleshing out this. Who's, who's, who's the author? Tad Williams. Tad Williams. And he's got a, he's got a, he's got also got a gift for creating this, this race of, they're, they're amazing. Like it's one of the most amazing creations of a non human race I've ever read. So he lives with them and they, they tell him he can't leave. They're like, you know, we brought you here. We're going to protect you. But we're, they have removed themselves from the outside world. They're not getting involved. But then this evil character, this human who works for the, for the other part of the Sithi family, which are called the Norns, finds out, like tracks Simon into, where, into the city. And they start invading. He has these giant dogs. And one of them is almost as big as a horse. Like it's, and it's, this awful creature and the king of the Sithi is one of the coolest images I've ever seen. The king of the Sithi has this thing like its mouth is like coming at him. He's holding it with his hands. Oh Jesus. And he's, you know, and, and he's injured, but he's just, and they say just the strain, he's barely straight. He's straining, but you just can't see it. And then the, and then they start fighting back and that's awesome. Like just the image of these peaceful people when they're aroused or, or it can be terrible, you know, but then the coolest thing ever is after this attack, like the 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 oldest Sithi woman gets killed in this attack. They murder her. Her name's Amarazu. And Amarosa. And that's, yeah, that's what I was thinking every time I read it. But um then they take Simon back and they let him go. And they said, We're gonna go to war, but we have to mourn now. And then in this new book, it's it's describing them as they're going to war. And it's the most amazing description. Their their armor is like different colors and they wear they wield different weapons and they're you know, and everything's very solemn, but then they're they're just scary when they get mad. You know, and then they're it's there were moments in that second book they're just drug. I was like, ah, Christ! You know, he's a great writer, but it, it, he has sometimes have a problem with transitions. This book is the last book is huge. Like I I took a picture of it. it it's a t- it weighs it's got to weigh five pounds. The book is you know it's 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 like thirteen probably use real heavy ink too. Well, it's thirteen hundred pages. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Yeah, they had How to. How long does it take a motherfucker to read thirteen hundred pages? If I sat down and read it, I read, I read the last sixty percent of the Stone of Farewell in one night. So, and that was an eight hundred page book. So I, I am fast reader, but this one's big, man, and it's, and it, the whole thing is this is this war, this final war between these, and they call it the Stone of Farewell because it was the place where the Norns and the Sithi, like basically said, fuck off, and like, we're not family anymore. You know, separated themselves. And I, I, he is so good at, at, again, at these races. Like, the, like their way of doing things and their mannerisms are different than us, and even the way they move is different, you know, and they, 
what they find funny is different. You know, it's, he, it's just, it's, it's really good. Like, I'm glad I read it again because he's actually writing a new series about it where Simon, cause at the end, Simon come, becomes king. He's like this line of kings and he's like the legit king. And he was a scullion boy. He was like this. A scullion boy. <laughs> he was like a, like a pot scrubber at the, in the castle. How do you spell scullion? S C U. Shit. C U L L. I O N. Scullion boy. I just like it. I don't know if that's going to be the title. <laughs> but he he finds out he's actually the, the real king, and he just never thought this would happen. It's a King Arthur story. He's the basically. boy who would be king. Basically, yes. And in the new book, he's old. Like, he's – this one's called The the, the Last King of Ostenard, which that's the name of the, of the continent, Ostenard. And I've read this one little book he wrote before. Like, is, he's a man hit volume. He writes so much shit. So he wrote a preface to it that's its own small book called The Heart of What Was Lost. <laughs> and now the new book is out called The 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 Witchwood Crown. And it looks like it's going to be really good. So have I'm reading them any, all again. Have they made any ad- adaptations of this? They have not. And I'm surprised they haven't because George R. R. Martin raves about it. He said this is the series. And it, it created modern fantasy as we know it. Like it, fantasy was for the longest time there was Tolkien. And then after a while, there was Terry Brooks, and he was fine. But the epic fantasy, this this truly epic, where you have all these giant concepts and stuff, this guy created it, basically. And George R. R. Martin said, um, this is the reason I wrote uh, uh, Game of Thrones. He said, I wanted to write something that big, that that massive. You know, so, Tell me that's the ODB version. Of course it's the ODB version. <laughs> Think so, I'm a rookie? <laughs> So and it's rekindled my my real love for for epic fantasy, you know. So that's a favorite thing. Fucking ODB, <laughs> I love them. They did, they did Dirt McGirt. They did a profile on ODB on MTV like in ninety ninety six or something. Yeah. And he showed him going in his limo, his picking stamps. up his food stamps. <laughs> <laughs> That's free money. You got any other favorite things? Or you want me to come back? Uh, well, the new phone, which is. Yeah, Tater's got him a new phone over there. I went with the Samsung. It's the Galaxy S9 Plus. It's a goddamn tablet. It, well, it's not that. No, it's, it, not, it's, not as big, the, it's not as big as my iPhone. I was going to say, have you seen the Note? Yeah, it's real. It's, it's like, a phablet. People write on it. Yeah. They call them phablets because um, they're so fucking big. This is, uh, I love it. I think it's really cool. I, I'm actually going to start doing everything on this, like my workouts and everything, so I don't have to. I need to remember one thing now, and this is it. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to go in, all in. Commit. My brother, he was a diehard iPhone guy. Then he figured, uh, he heard that you could do extra stuff, and you can use it essentially like a computer. You can um, hook it to a fucking um, projector and do PowerPoint presentations and shit on it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he used for uh, college whenever he went and got his 47th degree for some reason <laughs> to make whatever money he makes at auction welding. I have no idea. Well, some people well, just like to learn, I guess. But yeah, that, there's a lot of shit you can do with that that you can't do with uh, the iPhone. Yeah. I love it already. It's, it's really, I'm, I'm well, you, glad uh, I got it. When I first got it, um, um, the character you used to play, Aaron, he told me about um, BitTorrent. 
and I would I would just yes, go I, find yes, a bunch of music and bit torrent it yeah. like for free because you couldn't do that shit on an iPhone. No, but now I don't do that anymore. Yeah, I, I iTunes. Yelled at <laughs> iTunes. You can only transfer a music file three times, and then it's no longer and then it's frozen up. You no longer move it. So if you have three different computers and you buy it on your phone and then move it, move the file to put it on all three of your computers, it can no longer be moved again. So if you lose the file, yeah. I you have to purchase it again. That's terrible. That's how, you don't dirty, have, that's how dirty Apple is. You don't have um, memory cards? Did you get a memory card with that? It's a SIM, yeah. Yeah. You can get a memory card on these and you can fucking... I think I've got like a 90 gig memory card, so I've got all the music I've ever owned. Could ever own it, yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm, I've had, I've been running Samsung f- for four or five years now. I'm, I'm a convert. Uh, again, somebody whose opinion I highly respect you could have fucking asked me. <laughs> well, I mean, you too. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't just one person. It was her and you. Well, and- I, I told you last night you were talking about getting a new phone. I was like, I mean, iPhone. You can pick it up and use it. It's fucking easy. It's always going to be the same. Yeah. But I like this a lot better. Yeah, it's it's really, and it has a fucking headphone jack. iPhone got rid of the headphone yeah, jack. Yeah, half of the sh- like if, this, if I didn't have a headphone jack, we couldn't do this. Like I, I'd just be playing, holding it up to the mic. Well, here you go, faggot. <laughs> John, you got any favorite things, or you still hate everything? Uh why does everyone think I'm like this really negative person? You're a curmudgeon. You're a curmudgeon. I don't think that I'm a curmudgeon. I think I'm. I think I'm highly misunderstood. And I think that's, I think that's something a curmudgeon would say. It's really curmudgeon. Uh, and I, I think that um, I think that people are too stupid to see to see my positivity. I'm all turned around about it. He's not a curmudgeon. Thank you, Mr. Wilson. I'm not a curmudgeon. You're just fucking stupid. No. You're unbelievably stupid. Like I mean, I can't even measure it. It is unfathomable how you're, stupid we are. You're off the bell curve, stupid. Ooh, that's a racist thing to bring up the bell curve. He's also racist. He's a racist curmudgeon. I I mean, I am part of the ethnicity that is the biggest terror threat worldwide. I know we make fun of that, but not. he said just in the United States. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. And he's not wrong. No, he isn't. <laughs> but I mean, he's come not. on, Don. <laughs> White people are the biggest terror threat? Well, by the numbers, yes. Are we counting all? all it just depends on are we counting all homicides? Oh, no, 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 uh, anyway, anyway, favorite things. Statistics. <laughs> <laughs> favorite things. Uh, Burning crosses. I like um, started going to a new, uh, you know, still going to the old dojo. I didn't go yesterday, but, and then I'm going to another MMA gym in Beckley. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it a full-fledged MMA gym? They yeah, they, well, they have, they kind of have it broke up into chunks. There's MMA classes that are, you know, striking and other things. And then there's just BJ a segment. That's just Brazilian jujitsu where, you know, they, te- they have like a class where if there's people there, you know, they'll teach an actual technique and then you drill the technique or whatever, a couple techniques. And then you just, part of the time is spent just 
you know, rolling, play, play fighting mm-hmm. in the style of jujitsu, in the style of grappling. And so I went and, you know, got to do the focus mitts a little bit, got real sore, you know, got, got a good workout in. Got to Are you any good out. at the focus mitts? I mean, for, for the first time I've ever done focus mitts, I thought I was pretty badass. And then I also worked on some like Muay Thai combos, like one, two kick with like one of those, um, those fake bodies. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like a body and a head on like a bobble. Yeah, I know. It's those. like real heavy. So just like, like a, one, two kick and then like try to try to like turn your body and, and get the Muay Thai kick to the ribs as powerful as possible and like knock the thing over. And I've, I do have a really powerful roundhouse kick. It's one thing I have, I have really, yeah. I have a really good. You probably still have muscle memory from whenever you did the karate. Oh, definitely. Kid. But it's a Muay Thai style kick, the way you, it, you, it's different from a, from a karate roundhouse kick. Cause you, you, the footwork's different, you know, a few things are different, but the basic movement is just switch your feet. Like, um, yeah, you like turn your foot, you point your foot outward to, to open your hips up so that the openness of your hips as they come together generates some of the force. Whereas in karate, you know, your, your foot kind of stays in the same place and you're generating with just your hips and your, and your leg. Like Leota Machida, he still uses a lot of karate kicks. Um, but he he's got Muay Thai influence too. Oh, so definitely. I'm sure he can he can throw either kind. He can do whatever the fuck. He yeah, wants. at any point in time. And now he's in Bellator where he can use steroids. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> I can't wait to see him again. <laughs> he's he's at 185 in Bellator. I, I, I'm not sure. Probably. Yeah, that'd be cool. But um, he was good at one. He was good at 205. Yeah, he was the champ for quite a while. Yeah, I think he, he, three he, def- he had like three defenses, three, maybe three defenses, which is <coughs> damn near unheard of. Three title at, defenses. At 205, at yeah. 205, yeah. And then he ran into, uh, who, who beat him? I think um, Hua beat him. Shogun did beat him, yes. Uh, who, who, well, he beat Hua, and then Hua beat him. They had a rematch. And then Bones beat Hua, and then, then the rest is history. Bones won the title from Shogun, I think. Yep. And then it's kind of hasn't been the same. It's not been the same ever since. I think John probably has the, uh, John, like we're friends. John Jones <laughs> probably has the, uh, the record for the most light heavyweight. And that's Corn- Cormier did quite a had quite a stand there too. Cormier, I think he defended it three times, maybe yeah. four. And he still has it technically. No, that I think they on the website they pulled it off. I read the sons of bitches. So they're like they're about to strip him, or they just stripped him. Or I think if he defends against, if he wins the fight against Derek Lewis tomorrow, which he probably will. Yeah, I think they're going to strip him. Well, um, you just make that my favorite thing is just like fighting. And then I announced on Facebook that I'm. My name is John Morgan. I'm 37 years old, and I'm tra- I'm half-assedly training to be a cage fighter. You put a picture of Kip Dynamite. If you, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kip would you take a fight? You think? I can't. I I, I want to get to the point where I feel like I could take a fight yeah. before I say whether or not I want to take a fight because you could do am- amateur. As, you know these little fucking 23 year old motherfuckers all amped up on energy drinks and meth. I may not want to fight if I actually wa- go to a f- watch one of these guys fight that's in my weight class, which would be either one forty five or one fifty five. I mean, I'd have to. I mean, I'm I'm heavy right now. So if you didn't want to cut weight, you'd fight at one eighty five. And those guys are cutting no, down from two twenty five. I could get I could get to one seventy in two weeks, no problem. But to really be where where based on my musculature, to really be where I, where I think I should be, would be, be a tall one fifty five. I would be a monster one forty f- featherweight. I would fucking. I would fucking tower over those little shrimps. <laughs> I'd be able to knee him in the face. Can I be in your corner? <laughs> if you do this, can I be in your corner? Yeah. Fuck I'm, yes. Can I be your hype man? Or we, or you could even like do like a little broadcast, like and like announce have like our own like little where you announce it. Yeah, I want to give terrible corner. Advice. I don't know if my I don't know if my 
don't know if my handle, my MMA handle would be Bone Cruncher or if it would be um, The Bone Cruncher. <laughs> John, parenthesis, Farmer Morgan. So it's Farmer John. <laughs> but from what, I've, from what I've told, you don't get to choose their, your handle. They'll give you something gay like Poop Face McGee. <laughs> you, know, they, you don't have control over your nicknames. What they, We're in... In lower organizations, that's what Chris. McK- that's what he said. Is he, yeah, and the amateurs, they you don't. It doesn't work out that way. They they'll give you some name that you don't want. Oh come on! That's what he said. I mean, he actually fights. You know, says fought. And I don't like that. You could be but, Farmer John, and that's it. But no, it's it's like a little. I mean, it's like a little hole in the wall place. It's about the size of your kitchen, dinette, living room area. It's about that's how big the the gym is. It's just some mats and, um, you know, a few guys. You know, hitting the hitting the vape pins and beating the shit out of each other. They really hitting the vape pins in there. Everybody's trying to quit. Well, one one dude is, but it was. I'm pretty sure it was um, cannabis oil. I don't think it was CBD. I, it no, it smelled like it had might have had some. <laughs> might have been <laughs> might have been the good shit. I didn't ask. I really don't care. But uh, no, a lot of the um, a lot of jujitsu guys get stoned before they roll. I guess it. Depending on the type of weed you use, but but I mean, I was doing um, I was doing the focus mitts. And we were doing like two two minutes fifty seconds or two minutes and thirty seconds or whatever, like, like half rounds, like working the mitts hard, which is half of a round. Usually, a fight is three five minute rounds, and I was doing just a half of a round. And then at the the last thirty seconds, you know, just fucking burning it out. And I, I, I can. I'm definitely out of shape. You know what I mean? I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready to take a fight right now. Yeah, I know. I would. Uh, Whenever I used to, I'm hit forty the pounds bag. overweight. When I hit the heavy bag, I, I would do uh, three minute rounds, and it was rough. Mm. And I was, you know, especially because I'm a fucking doof, and I would throw as hard as I could every time. That's yeah. the thing. I was, I was in pace. I was like bouncing and dancing and throwing, trying to throw heat until I realized, oh my gosh, I have to pace myself for two minutes. You know what I mean? Did they uh, wrap your hands and everything? Or? No, just just boxing gloves. I mean, with cool. mitts. I mean, it was fucking cool i mean i wasn't hit you know i don't have that much power did you learn any sword techniques um no but i got but but a guy did get his penis pinched by another guy's feet in a bjj match Uh, he like deliberately kind of like because they were because they were like buddies and they fuck with each other that's a penis bully so they kind of like like penis bully like used his heels and kind (laughs) of pinched his cock while they were penis bully you don't remember that story john's dad had a penis bully (laughs) Yeah, you have a penis bully. Yeah. My dad had a penis bully. Okay. Yeah, that's where the story came from. <laughs> but I have had penis bullies where people like try to, you know, a penis bully for the for the listeners who don't know is when someone aggressively seeks to look at your penis against your will. They're either trying to bully their way into the bathroom or into your bedroom while you're changing to catch a glimpse at your penis against your will so that they can embarrass you and talk about it to other people. <laughs> talk that's, about that's your a, tallywhacker. That's a penis bully. That's terrible and hilarious, kind of. But in this climate, I don't think it will it'll go over very well. And I actually on social, have you been me too? On on social media, on social media, I referred to people who are being pushy about trying to get people to vote as penis bullies because I thought it was funny. I think it's funny too. But that post didn't get any likes. I liked it. No, man, it didn't get. You know what am I saying. fucking yesterday's tomatoes over here? <laughs> well, I, I don't always. <laughs> I don't have a. I don't. You know, I made like four posts today. I don't have an accurate tally of who liked what. <laughs> God damn it! Anyway, you got any other ones? Uh, you excited about the fights tomorrow? Which will yeah, I'm really be over with by the time this airs. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed that uh, 
uh, Weidman's not fighting Rockhold. He's fighting Jacare. Jacare. So it's still like, a good fight. But yeah, it's not, but it's not a blood feud. It's like okay. Yeah, but it's they're, still. They're both great fighters, but I wanted to see Rockhold. I don't blame you. I want to see it too. But we're unless something knock on wood, where we do get to see the champ, champ, the champ, champ, and the Black Beast, which is going to be fun. I'll look up the card real quick to see who all's on. I know uh, you ever seen Israel Adesanya? I don't remember. Uh, they, his uh, nickname's a Stylebender. He's a big, tall, black dude, and he does um, what weight class? I think he's one eighty-five. I don't know if I've seen him or not. So you got David Branch against Jared Cannonier, Carl Robertson against Carl Robertson. It's like a jobber name. Yeah. <laughs> against Jack Marshman. Coral! Yeah, Israel Adesanya, I think he fights at 185. He's fighting Derek Brunson. That'll be good. But he's like a long, tall, he's a kicker. Mm-hmm. But he's also really good on the ground. Uh, there's a chick fight. Sejara Eubanks against Roxanne Modafferi. Muffed, Mon- yeah, whatever. They should be good, though. Good fights. I enjoy them. A lot of white dudes. A lot of black dudes. Russian. I'm pretty excited about them. I always like whenever there's a a big big card. You know what I mean? Yeah, for anyway, sure. Anyway. It's, it's exciting. My it's, favorite thing, I went and saw the new Halloween movie. Oh, there's one in the theater? Yeah. It is tremendous. Yeah. Who directed it? I don't know. Oh, we got to talk about something too. While we're uh, once we're, you know, not recording or no, no, uh, no. It, it's uh, once you say once we talk about a Halloween thing because uh, speaking of directors and then something big coming up. David Gordon Green directed it. Um, Danny McBride and David Gordon Green wrote it. Mm. Danny McBride, of course, is uh, Kenny Kenny Powers. Yeah, you can tell. That he loved the original, mm-hmm. and um, they, they there were so many references. Like there was kids trick or treating in the silver shamrock. That's masks, fucking awesome. And <laughs> there was, uh, which is hilarious because in the Halloween three, the original Halloween is a movie, right? That they watch, but um, like they uh, they asked Lori, like, isn't Michael Myers, your brother? It's like, no, that's just a stupid rumor. I don't even know how that got started. Like, because in the, in the later Halloween movies, it, it was they tried to hint that he was her brother, right? No, that, he's a, he was her brother from the beginning. No, it wasn't a brother. She was a babysitter, and he killed his sister. I just thought it was. And then he got thrown in the thing. I thought was he was her kid. brother from the beginning. No. No, okay, well. But anyway, she's a bad motherfucker in this movie. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, she, essentially, you, I'm not spoiling anything. She spent her entire life, ever since 1978, preparing for him to come back. Jesus, because they 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 completely retconned all the movies in between, mm-hmm. so those didn't happen. And she spent her, what's retconned? It's uh, it's like maybe it's short for retired. The concept. Oh, okay. But like those didn't happen, and. She spent her entire life ever since then preparing for him to come back, and she's a bad motherfucker. And everybody thinks she's crazy. He's locked up in this thing. Yeah, we'll see. And he's going to get out. And he did. Indeed, he did. And it was fucking great. Yeah. I enjoyed every fucking second of it. It was actually scary. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't like, oh, no. But, like, I'll actually, you know, when you you suspend your disbelief and you 
and you get into something. Yeah. Know, it was gory. Mm-hmm. It was fucked up. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I need to see it. We'll go see it right after this if you want. <laughs> God, I got to work. I don't give a flying <laughs> fuck what you got to do. You call into work, you you're going to go watch a fucking movie. Nigga, you don't got to do nothing but pay your taxes and die. Well, how I pay my taxes is going to work. <laughs> you can make... Just die. Make something. Hey, make something hey, up. The less you work, the less taxes they take. Yeah, hey, that's that is true. But I, I loved it. It was gory, like the fucking. It looked like the seventies movie, like the graphics and stuff, like the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, had the um font was the old original Halloween graphic with the pumpkin. Yeah, the pumpkin was all deflated, and then it uh, went back. Like I guess I don't know, but the. It grew back into a like a, a new pumpkin, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you. It was old, it sounds old, really good. It was it an old like, shitty rotten rotten pumpkin, and then it got the right. It sounds really good. Like they really took a lot of care to. Yeah, they made they made a good fucking Halloween movie mm-hmm. that is true to the original. Because there's no way that bitch wouldn't be fucked up after that. And oh no, she yeah. was. She spent her entire life preparing for him to come back. Prepared her daughter, who was paid, played by Judy Greer, to come back, for him to come back, and she thought she was crazy. Mm-hmm. It so she's good. basically uh, Sarah Connor yeah. from Terminator Two. I guarantee you that's where he got <laughs> yeah. that's where he got uh, inspiration from because you know Danny McBride likes that shit. Oh fuck yeah, he does. Danny McBride's one of us. He's you know just I mean? a nerd that figured it out. Yeah, he's a, he's a nerd, but he's not a nerdy nerd. You know what I mean? Like he's a, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But I, I love that. I encourage everybody to see. It's one of the better, the best horror movies. I've seen in a long time. Hmm. Word. Word. Word to your mother. Uh, Word to my mother. Word to all our mothers. Uh, Dune is Dune. currently being made by Dennis Villeneuve or whatever it is. Villeneuve? Yes. The guy directed. Andres Galarraga? The guy who did Blade Runner 2049 and uh, which. Holy fucking shit. What a good movie. And Arrival, yeah. which is. It, that movie changed me. Like I, yeah, it's the way I think. <laughs> and uh, here's the thing about Dune: the first Dune book is great. It's a really good book. Are you a Dune guy, John? I mean, uh, I never, I never read the books, but I, I, I get, I, I know the story enough to. Who kinda, did the original movie? Like uh, David Lynch. Oh my god! Yeah, and it was dog shit. It was terrible. Yeah, but it's David Lynch. Everything he does is dog shit. And people pretend it's great. I just remember um, <laughs> that's not exactly true. But I, I just mean, remember I, something about um, something about fe- fear is the mind killer. Yeah, that, that I'll book. let my fear pass over. I'll me. let my fear pass through yeah. me. I, I like that shit. That is a great. Here's a, the the books and the concepts in it are great. Like yeah, but they're so sci-fi. Like it is so beyond. Like the reason they're able to travel these great distances. Is because they're not traveling. They're just bringing the space to them. It's weird, man. Like, so and there's some uh, quantum physics. Yes, a lot. Stuff. And there's like, uh, there's politics. There's, uh, you know, prophecy. There's machinations. There's, you know, all these. And and the thing and the thing about it is, none of the characters. Okay, in the first book, some of the characters are likable. Duke Atreides, who is the Duke Leto, who is uh, the main character's dad, is really likable. He's married to this woman, and they have a son, Paul. 
and he comes to this uh, the plant it's called dune because it's the arrakis is the name of the planet it is a desert planet and it has the spice melange which is this uh cinnamon like spice and it gives you prescience like it gives you like powers you know it's like really good kratom bro basically yes it's what it is and um that's how the people who are uh do the calculations for all the big travel and stuff. That's how they get it is by ingesting massive amounts of, of melange, but it changes you physically. There's a group of people on the planet called the Fremen and the Fremen are like desert people who are, they have adapted so thoroughly their, their lifestyle to living in Arrakis and they are badass fucking warriors. Like they are, there's actually a group of warriors in the, in the, the book called the Sardaukar, and they're supposed to be the best. And then the Sardaukar come and just get fucking shellacked by the Fremen. Like the Fremen just kick the shit out of them. Is this the type of thing that they should make a series? Yes, of? they most certainly Instead should because they movies. could keep cranking them out. Because another thing about it is the story is so massive. I mean, it's, it's it takes place over a period of generations, and not only that, there's a backstory to it because in this in this weird. Uh, strange world. Apparently, and, somebody made a mini series out of it. Yes, it was on Sci-Fi. It's actually not terrible, but it wasn't good. Um, but you need to you need a Game of Thrones scale. You do effort to really mm-hmm. do it right, and it has to be cast pr- properly, and, and the production has to be like Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. just right. If they do that, and I think that Dennis will, whatever his name is, will do it. You know what I mean? He can make it. But into he's doing something. it in the form of movies. That's true, but I think he can pull it off. Yeah, I really think he can pull it off because if the first one's good enough, you can make a second one. So the first one should be good because the first book is really great. Like at the end, there's a satisfying conclusion where uh, the Fremen are riding those giant worms because the worms create the spice and they're riding these giant worms on and in this great battle against the Harkonnens and, you know, everybody gets what's coming to them. You know, it's all that good shit that happens in a great uh, sci-fi fantasy story. Um. He's also making a Cleopatra movie. That's going to be, that'll be badass. Um, I am so looking forward to it. And I was going to say something else about the books or. I I just, I just love how. Oh, uh, in the, in this odd kind of, cause it is our future is what it basically is. Mankind has spread to the stars and become different you know, groups, different kinds of people. Um, there are no real computers because the computers became AI and, uh, and rose up and then you oh, couldn't have computers after that. That's definitely so, going to happen. So there, well, <laughs> yes, it is. So they have people called mentats. Mentats are trained to do what computers do, only they're people. So sort of like Janice on The Good Place. Or Janet. Janet on The Good Place. I haven't watched The Good Place yet. That's fucking fantastic. I know. But she is a robot. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just they're taught to do these massive calculations. They're taught to do all these different things. And, you know, and they take the spice, too. And they it like shows on their lips, like because they ingest it that way. And uh, then you have this church called the Benny Jesuits who are like, it's really fucking huge. Benny like, Jesuits? Yeah, they're I like, love it. they're like, uh, they've been creating this. They're they're trying to breed a messiah is what they're trying to do. And he's named the Kwisatz Haderach. And that's what Paul is. Paul is the Kwisatz Haderach. And he's also known as the um, he's also this prophesied leader of the of the Fremen, and he's supposed to be not from their world. 
and dude, it's 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 big, and I'm impressed by it. And and it, when John Will Shatter put that on fucking on uh, Facebook about guy you know, tries to read the Dune books and he's and the sixth time, that's because it does. I, I've never finished them. You know, uh, the only way John Will Shatter can come is if he hears his name on a podcast. So you've you've done him a solid today. Well, he's my buddy. Yeah, <laughs> he's fucking <laughs> spilling tapioca all over his lap. Neat. <laughs> Tapioca. <laughs> uh, I have more favorite things. If you're not, if you're done, talking yeah, go about ahead. Dune. Yeah, um, John and I, after the uh, recording last week, we watched Beastmaster three, and it is fantastic. <laughs> is Mark Singer in it? Of course, Mark Singer's in it. Yes, and Casper uh, Van Dien. Casper Van Dien. Doesn't he play Mark Singer's cousin or brother or something? That oh his the brother character yeah he's yeah. the younger version of Mark he had another he has yet another brother apparently and somehow the ferrets are back even though in at the end of at the end of the first one one of them dies and at the end of the second one he gives him away to that bitch he gives him to um to Kari Wurr Kari Wurr was in Beastmaster yeah. two yeah because in, in Beastmaster two I don't know if we've talked about this we you talked about it but. There's like a a portal opens up and they end up in Los Angeles yeah I. I saw that the uh, the breakdown of what but, it's uh, couldn't be any better. You know, it's just amazing. but she's like a bratty teenager, and and like he gives her the ferrets. But then in Beastmaster three, they're back. Are they the same? Kodo and Podo. Kodo and Podo. Yeah, unless he got new and, ones and renamed them. And the name of just the tiger keeps, was just no. Really but in the third one, it switches from a tiger to a lion mysteriously. Neat. Just a regular lion, not a black one. It's yeah, it's a lion with a mane, a male lion. But it's not like. Um, we haven't been able to determine if the line is a shapeshifter. So it could be a tiger, could be a line. He can switch between. We don't know that. I don't think it would. That wouldn't fit. I don't know. And does a fucking portal tiger or line? If, if you if, if you had your druthers, I'd butt well, fuck the, both your brothers. The, the, t- <laughs> the tiger is the more more formidable opponent. Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Tiger. Or wildebeest. I, I thought you were going to say great white shark <laughs> or great white shark. That would be a. That would not be a fight at all. <laughs> great white shark just grab him and take his ass under. We didn't say it was in the water. <laughs> oh, <God>. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's just like him. on a beach. <laughs> Dance around him so he doesn't get hit with the tail. So the so the so the shark's trying to come into the shallow water and the and the tiger is kind of half swimming and tigers can swim. Yeah, so. Maybe it's taking place like in a three foot <laughs> section to the, the shallow end of the pool. Yeah. Okay, we've gotten off. Uh, we, we've gotten off. Anyway, <laughs> I can't really remember what Beastmaster Three was about wholeheartedly. Yeah, there was this really like bad like Barney like monster at the end of it. It was just a human wearing like a Barney yeah. costume, and that's, that's literally it, that's it, what it looked. Didn't like. it look like a like uh, one of the fucking um, foot soldiers from a Ninja Turtles movie? Yeah, or, f- or from like a Mario Brothers character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost yeah. Like Bowser or yeah, something. Yeah. Like one of the turtles with spikes on mm-hmm. on his shell. Bebop, and ro- not yeah. Rocksteady, you know, Bebop or. But like we didn't, we didn't like this one as much. I don't think. I know I didn't. I mean, it's it was. It was. I was falling asleep. I mean, it was. But I mean, it was. It was bad. Mm-hmm. Good. And it wasn't. I mean, it was bad. Good, but it wasn't like the room. How the room is bad good yeah like, there's so much going on and nothing makes sense <laughs> like this all made sense but it just served to like make just, me and just very very cheaply done well yeah i mean like the cave looked like cloth kind of bad well i mean i can't even 
Imagine the pitch. Well, we're going to make a Beastmaster movie. They're like, does this one have to star get, Singer? Get into petty cash and give him whatever. <laughs> here's, here's 50. Uh, here's 50 G's. Let, me know, just you, it, let get, me know if you need more. Just get out of my office. <laughs> that's, of how they, that's how they test somebody. Now, if he can make this into something halfway watchable, he might have a future. Of course, we're going to green light another Beastmaster movie. <laughs> but they did a series. I, did, I mean, there's a Beastmaster series that ran for like two seasons, I think. Yeah. And I, I never got to watch it. Now, I don't know if I want to. Kind of, I don't know. Maybe I'm burning out on Beastmaster. There's really only so far you can go with that. Yeah. At that at that grade of you know, the original is is a guilty pleasure. Like fuck it, I'll watch it. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, it's uh, pretty solid. It's like uh, there's one called Deathstalker. I've seen it. It's fucking horrendous. It is so bad, and I watch it every chance I get. The Five Venoms. I've been watching the Five Venoms on Netflix a lot lately. What is the Five Venoms? It's a kung fu movie. Oh really? Yeah. Is it a Jackie Chan or anybody? He's notable? not in it. Uh, Bruce Lee. No. Bruce Lee Roy. <laughs> That's the last dragon. Dolomite. Uh, <laughs> I need to buy the second Dolomite. The Human Tornado. <laughs> um, no, it's a it's a kung fu movie and it's goofy and uh, but actually I, I sat down and actually watched it and it is not a bad movie. Like, like the story isn't. No, bad. it's not bad at all. It's just. Really silly, and the guy, you know, and the guys may not know all the martial arts, but they are really good athletes. Like they, they do all the stunts. Like it's this, it's the same actors, you know. So, you know, it's pretty impressive. They do flips, and they, you know, and they're doing the karate where they know what they're doing, so they can block. You know what I mean? And it's entertaining to watch, at least. You know, I have to check it out. Also, we're still doing favorite things. Yeah, uh, the first five Rocky movies are on YouTube for free. And I watched three of them last weekend. <laughs> in a row? Not in a row. John and I started watching Rocky Three, and then the next day I watched Four, which is my favorite. And then I like Four. Then I watched Five. And there's, I mean, it's not bad. It's just not one of the better ones. It's, it's the last place. Did Tommy Gunn Morrison die yet? Yeah, he died of AIDS. Pretty sure. Yeah. Let me look it up, I guess, but I'm pretty sure he died. And in the original script for Rocky Five, <clears throat> you know, the street fight at the mm-hmm. end, Tommy Gunn wins the fight and Rocky dies in Adrian's arms. That'd be a lot better. That's what, Sil- what Stallone wrote that. And then they, the, they com- just the company made him change it. Yeah. Because they didn't want to kill the franchise, I guess, or for whatever reason. How long? And it took him. And, and apparently, uh, Stallone was like really disappointed with how that movie turned out. Well, it took him like 18, 20 years, well, 1990. That'd be about it. I think. Yeah, early nineties. I'd say ninety four. No, ninety three. I think it was like eighty nine or ninety. To be quite honest, what Rocky five? Yeah, it was like. Well, yeah, because Rocky four was Tommy Morrison died in twenty thirteen due to complications of AIDS. Probably. Nice. He fought all the way up to t- two thousand eight. Yeah. Good lord! But everybody knew he had HIV in nineteen ninety six. Man, that's a blood sport. Yeah, you know, there's like (laughs) there's bleeding. I'm gonna look up Rocky Five, see when it came out. But then there's um, I watched Creed last night. Oh, did you watch it? What'd you think? I found it for I rented it, streamed it for three dollars. It was um, it was good. Rocky Five's 1990. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, the the plot was, you know. They're definitely following a pattern. 
it's, with the it's, plot it's, and to a degree that was a little bit, you know. Yeah. They didn't have to go. They could have been a little more original with the plot, I think. But, I mean, I liked the character and the acting story was pretty good. I enjoyed it. The fighting looked a little bit more realistic than the... Uh, yeah, the fight scenes were good. Than the original Rocky movies. Is. Yeah. Those were insane. And the noises. The, yeah. Just awful. Yeah. And just no... No no defense. No protection whatsoever <laughs> yeah. from either guy. And just throwing... Just hamming eggers. Yeah. <laughs> just reaching all the way back. and, just, like, and the, But the same punch in the same place over and over again and the guy's not You ain't so bad. It. You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. You've been knocked, in, you've been knocked out three times. I, and all of a sudden you've got this burst of energy. Like, come on. I take it you didn't care for the Rocky movies. No, I love the Rocky movies. Okay. I've, I've watched all five of them yeah. in the past two weeks. Yeah. I love them. Uh, but Rocky 1 and 2, those are like actual... Great movies, like well, yeah. This is a great story. This is amazing. Yeah, the fight, the fight scenes are they're unbearable. Little, they're so bad, but I still love the in movie. The first two, in the first were two, that bad. It's fairly re- more realistic. I, I, I haven't seen them in a long time. They're fairly not anywhere near believable in any Rocky no, no, movie no, ever. No, I'm saying in the first two, they're more believable than they were in the other ones. I thought. I mean, same ballpark. But was were the uh, noises so pronounced? No, and I think that started with three. Three or four, yeah. yeah. But uh, those noises that they make, the psh, psh, those are the noises I would make when I was playing with my guys in the... <laughs> yeah, they sound like gunshots. <laughs> wonder what they did to get those noises. I don't know. They probably went to Ben Burt. He knows how to do everything. Oh, they had some yeah, sound guy overdub it. Well, they do... Uh, they still use Foley artists to make noises for movies. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they... I wonder what they were hitting. Like a trash can lid with a drumstick? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was it's weird. It's tinny sounding. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. They I mean, might have had that they might have had samples at that time in the eighties. Yeah, they probably did. I just wonder what they what sample they used. That was insane. But anyway, still uh, after watching them again, Rocky Four is still the best one. I like Rocky Four. Rocky no. Rocky Four is actually lower on my list. Well, what's your list? Let's hear your list. Of just the five? Just the one through five. We can't include Rocky. Rocky Balboa is not on YouTube for free. Right, I, I, watched I wanted to watch that one again. I yeah, did. I streamed it too. I paid to stream that. But So the, if, if we're just talking about the five, it'd probably be Rocky three, Rocky one, Rocky two, Rocky five, Rocky four. Rocky Four is your least favorite? Yeah. Are you serious? Dead li- I mean, it's like you said, it's like pizza. It's yeah, not like I don't love right. Rocky Four. It's just I want the, you know, I I want the the ham ham and banana peppers before I want the mushrooms and olives. Mm. What about Rocky Five? Has it turned you off? Is it, is it the montages? What about Rocky Five? Do I like or, or Rocky Four? I mean, that turned you off. Is it the montages? Is it uh, all the um, amazing music? How just the just I'm fucking dumbfounded here. <laughs> the <laughs> shocked. I mean, I like the absurdity of it, but th- that's what makes it less of a good movie. Uh, maybe I still love. Wa- I still. I mean, if it's on, I'm going to watch it. But um, you think it was? It was. It was also the most the most repetitive, right? Yeah, because literally thirty three percent, and they did the math on this, is just sh- scenes from the first three movies. Yeah. And then on top of that, the, the, the part of the story that is not from the first three movies 
is from the first three movies because it's the same fucking story, but it's just a Russian fighter in Russia. Right. I'm not saying I don't love it. I'm just saying that I put Rocky Five ahead of it because Rocky Five was an original story. It had sadness. It had the fact that he was retarded from fighting. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's totally tarted oh, up. Shit. And what's crazy about that is, when did Rocky Balboa come out? 2007, 8? And somehow he's smart again. And then somehow they, they licensed this 60-year-old man to fight again. And yeah. they wouldn't license him in 1990. Yeah. <laughs> well, they only licensed him after they got pressured from uh, uh, the, the promoter. The, big, the money people, yeah. I like the, in Rocky Five. I really did like the promoter guy. George Washington Duke. Yeah. This is fucking Touch great. me not too. Touch me not too. <laughs> Worth it. Young line against old line. But um yeah, um do you think that uh Creed could have used a little bit more of like the the eighties influence, like with the montage? There was only one real montage, I think. I don't really have much to criticize about Creed based on one watch, other than I think they could have they could have been less mimicky. They just mimic the other Rocky movies, which yeah. is what Rocky movies do. But I feel like they did that a little too hard. Yeah. I thought the vibe was good. I thought the, the way the film looked was good. The way the fights looked like TV. Um, there are things about it I thought were good. Um, I don't like the fact that it's like this guy has never fought professionally before and he gets a shot at the world title the same way Rocky did. They shouldn't have done, like, you know what I mean? He should have had a record. He, he was fighting smokers, like, underground. He had fought one fight, one amateur fight, and then fights the world, cha- the world champion and wins and loses by split decision exactly like Rocky won. They didn't have to do it exactly like Rocky he was won. Fight, he was fighting in all those underground fights. Um, and they, they've, they, he worked his way up. He didn't just get, he, he had, had never had, he had never had a coach. Until the one fight before he fought the world champion. No, there's like a whole thing in where he's, he fought a bunch of times. He didn't and have a coach. Rocky was his coach. No, Rocky wasn't his coach until the first, the first, the last two fights. The only two fights that he had that were not like. Maybe I'm misremembering it then. Because I know he, not was, like basement he was under uh, doing the underground stuff that didn't really count towards a record. Yeah, he had one win on it, one fight in his record. And then he fought the world title. And then did he come At least back Rocky and- had a record of like, you know, 30, you know, 30 some fights or something when he fought Creed and got offered the title. This dude didn't even have that. He had nothing. I could have sworn there was like a whole thing. Of and it doesn't make sense. And this British champion guy it doesn't make sense for his last fight to be against this amateur. It's like. I guess the the point is that it's like what Creed did. And Creed's son is getting the same chance that he gave Rocky and. Eh. Did he? But I just there's there's just little parts of it that I, I wouldn't have, I would have done. Differently. I need to watch it again apparently. But uh, did they do? Did he come back and fight again and win, or was? No, no. It he loses by split decision and the movie ends, just like, like just like Rocky won. Okay. Which it shouldn't have been, and it shouldn't have been split decision either. That pisses me off too. Both both Rocky won and that one. It wasn't a split decision. It was a split decision. It was a fucking unanimous decision. You <laughs> lost, but you made the distance. That's what the, the triumph is. And you almost won. But it shouldn't have been split decision because he didn't score nearly as many shots. No judge would have scored that. Well, they didn't really show No the judge fight. would have scored that for Creed. Um, check, 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 check. Okay.
Um, I could have sworn there's like a whole montage uh, with Rocky being his coach, fighting different no. people. No, no, there isn't actually. No, he I doesn't even meet. Again. He doesn't even meet Rocky until they train. and They do one fight, and then Rocky gets cancer, and then he gets offered the Creed thing. And then they train for that. What one thing I don't like about the Rocky movies is they don't have. Philadelphia accents. Everybody has like a Brooklyn or New York accent. Uh, I've actually brought that up to somebody who lived there, and she's and she told me that uh, a lot of Philadelphia people talk do have that accent. It depends on which part of Philly you're in. Okay, so because they're not that far away from each other, no, that's like maybe sixty miles or something, if that. Mm. Philadelphia is closer to New York City than it is to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. think of it that way. But they have that weird home hoagie. It's almost like a Baltimore type accent. Yeah, a lot of them do, but maybe that's just the white trash portions. They I call made it a cheese, a, cheese steak with cheese steak with wit, with wit. That's <laughs> a Philly cheesesteak sandwich with whiz with with cheese whiz with onions mm. with wit. Um, I think the new one comes out on Thanksgiving night. I'm going to go see it. Oh, the Cree too. Yeah, yeah. With, with Drago Junior. I think I think uh, Sylvester Stallone actually is directing this one. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. He's done good work. Oh, another thing I didn't like about Creed. Another personal, (laughs) on a personal note, something I didn't like about too many black people. No, Rocky. Rocky gets cancer. He gets the same kind of cancer my dad had, which is uh, diffuse large B cell non non Hodgkinson's lymphoma, and. At first, Rocky says, I saw, this already happened to Adrian. I'm not getting the fucking chemo. I don't want it. And they framed it out to be this the same bullying that that uh, cancer doctors do, where that if you if you don't want their toxic radioactive chemotherapy radiation treatment, you want to try a different treatment, you're quote unquote, not fighting. <laughs> they do do that, don't they? See, well, you're just choosing to not fight. It's like, well, no, I'm just choosing to not take the most toxic route possible that pretty much guarantees that I will get cancer again because it's that fucking toxic. Which is what they did to what they do to all cancer patients and mm-hmm. to my father. They bully you into getting the treatment so they can get rich so by cancer bullies. They're cancer bullies. That's exactly what they are. And in some cases the cancer bullying saves your life. And in some cases it's literally just they're just fucking you over and decreasing your quality of life just so they can expand your life a few months and get rich. So I take personal issue with the fact <laughs> that they said, because Rocky said, I've already been this route, I've already seen this, and I don't want the chemo. And then his uh, fucking Creed, baby Creed was like, if I'm not going to let you be my trainer unless you're going to get the chemotherapy because that's how you fight by getting the chemotherapy. It's like, well, no, you could do a carrot juice cleanse and fight cancer just as hard without doing, you know what I mean? There's all kinds of shit you can do that aren't chemotherapy that fight cancer. But is, doesn't that make it more realistic that he's a cancer bully because cancer bullies are out here? Bullying people with cancer into taking their uh, well, it's just the fact that that message was embedded in the film, and and as always, they, they don't mention that there are other options, which there are. So that was a, just a, on a personal note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was enough to trigger me, trigger that film down several notches in whatever my where it would be on my list, just because of that. So where would you put it on your on? We're including the entire Rocky universe. So Rocky Balboa is on there too. Yeah. See, Rocky Balboa would would be probably before Rocky too. It'd be Rocky 1, I mean, Rocky 3, Rocky 1, Rocky Balboa. Oh, wow. Mm. Rocky 5, Creed, Rocky 4, something like that. 
I like it. Now, what's your? Uh, I like all of them. I do too. Who's your favorite opponent of his? Of Rockies, Mister T, yeah, Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. That's pretty good. He's yeah. the best. I don't know. I, I liked. I like Drago. He was. Yeah, I like that. Just that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I guess that was probably the one I watched the most. Whenever for I me, it. the reason I love that movie so much is like RoboCop and movies like that. It encapsulates the eighties for me. So the excess. Yes. Let's just have all montage, baby. Let's just, <laughs> yeah, let's just do it. I don't really feel like filming a whole bunch of stuff. Let's just go ahead. <laughs> let's roll it. Play the same thing over and over and over and over again. Any um, anything else you want to talk about? Favorite stuff or uh, you got any umbrage? Not. We can figure something out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go lay down. It's it's back. Good boy. Check, check, check. Umbridge time. Hey. I can't really think of anything that's pissed me off. Being censored on the book of faces. Um. No, I mean no real umbrage. Other, uh, more like a. I, I don't know. Like, I, I watched politically incorrect, and they had Anthony Scaramucci on there. Normally, I, I don't really care for, but he was trying to tell them how they how they could beat Donald Trump and why he won, and they just wouldn't listen. They shouted him down and all kinds of stuff. I'm just like on Bill Maher. Yeah, it's like. He's literally telling you how to defeat Trump. What did he say? He was just telling me he was saying how he won. He's like he's like he won because he got you guys to do this. This this whole you know you got in your head. Yeah, up in arms shit and he's just like don't and for another thing, Donald Trump And another thing. The way to the way to defeat him is to laugh at him. Yeah. Or better yet, ignore him. Well, I mean that's part of it. The the don't, dismissal. You know what I mean? Like just, yeah. He doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean that's what hurts him the most is the idea that that he didn't make he's an impression. Not, he's not in the spotlight, right? That's what somebody either needs to diminish him or ignore him in in the presidential. You know, when the, when he's talking, just you know, the best thing would just be like to be, yeah, you know, <laughs> give okay. one a, yeah, sh- sure, like whatever. in the, in the debates, whoever he's yeah. debating, whenever those happen, say something like, yeah, I I, I don't. Is this a once he's done, we'll go back to the actual debate. That would kill him. Yeah, that would really kill him. He's completely be completely dismissive. Yeah, and, com- and p- completely that's disrespectful. Where they, that's where the media fucked up, man. They only covered him. Yeah, they didn't cover it. They covered him and Hillary uh, during the primaries. Mm-hmm. Bernie got nothing. Jeb Bush, poor fucking Jeb Bush, son of a bitch. He was he was going to be president, but he's low energy, and he is. He's not wrong. <laughs> but that's all they did. All he he. Trump didn't have to spend a dime on campaigning. No. All he had to do was just, people are going to follow him and ask him stuff anyway. Just say something. They'll cover it for 17 hours on CNN or, yeah. or wherever. And then he's ready. He didn't have to do spend any money. He didn't have to do any rallies. Didn't have to do it at all. He just likes it. Yeah. But that's where they fucked up is they gave him too much credit. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I, I fell into that. Like after me and John had the thing last week and, you know, I thought about my, when you guys almost came to blows. <laughs> Wait, that never happened. Uh, no, that's when you guys blew each other after we stopped recording. <laughs> no, the, the whole, uh, <laughs> we the came ho- to blows. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> the whole despising him thing and all, and doing exactly what he, what he does. I was doing that. That's true. And after I examined it, you know, it's just so easy. What to so, hate him? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's part of the. Well, thing. And, then, and then you've got this whole culture of that, like you know what I mean, like the the recreational outrage thing being on the news and in the mainstream media and on your news feed, and and then people triggering you with you know certain people in your you know that interact with you on Facebook triggering you know what I mean, right? And it's it's in it's it's under your skin. It's Those in your people head. People use a lot of exclamation points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it's like it, that, I that, love that they <laughs> they've um. <laughs> I wonder if he got that. <laughs> Do you think he got it? Do you really wonder? Maybe. It's possible. If he really got it, he would have responded. Yeah, maybe. Wanting, yeah. To, wanting to catch these mitts. But yeah, I, I I don't know. I just don't get me wrong. I just I don't despise I, him I, any I, less. But I'm just <laughs> not gonna. You know. Yeah, you don't. It's just it's a poor use of your energy. And and it's true that he doesn't hold up to the scrutiny of logic. There's no reason to get angry at it. Just it's like watching professional wrestling and trying to apply logic to something. Yes, it's like, exactly. Why would you apply logic to an illogical situation? Exactly. It's insane. It's like leg drops don't do any damage. <laughs> don't he's, you dare say that, John. How dare you? He's hitting him with the cup of the leg. He, <sighs> if you he, wanted to do damage, you should he's land. Just, he's just never felt a leg drop. You should land on Hulk Hogan. I mean, maybe your tailbone on his face would, you know, do some damage. I mean, that would the, damage your the your tailbone as well. <laughs> yeah, but landing with the knee with a with a gap that's exactly as How big dare as his you? neck. How dare you, sir? That doesn't make any sense from a martial arts. <laughs> they call it the guillotine leg drop. They don't call it the non hurting leg drop. They should call it the case closed. The non strike. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I always did find it weird that. It, Hulk Hogan's uh, move was the it was the big boot, and because the big he's a shitty as fuck wrestler, all the old wrestlers told that like they're like he's awful. He's he, he was good at the things that mattered. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not talking really shit about mattered. him in general. I'm just saying <laughs> his wrestling skills leave a lot to be desired. He body slammed Andre the Giant. He certainly did. Yeah, he did. And they're like, he's the first one to ever do it. And there's like videos of people doing it in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. That's what's funny about WWF, E, whatever, is they have their own. The truth doesn't matter. Their own history. Yeah. That they make, make up. They're, they get to write. They're the Donald history. Trump of sports entertainment. I'm just going to make shit up. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> but, like they had this, uh, they had a show that was all women there last week. And they're like the first ever all women's pay-per-view. Like there's a whole organizations that are only for women. Yeah. You don't remember glow. <laughs> so there's, um, there's ones in Japan. It's all women. It's mm-hmm. all they are. No, no, no. We're the first to do it. Motherfucker. We have a billion dollars. Suck it. They're, they're so they're this. They're the United States. <laughs> Think about it. We discovered this place. Um, hello. <laughs> there's millions of us here. That <laughs> ah, doesn't matter. You sit down. Shut Leg up. drop. Shut up. <laughs> Spine buster. <laughs> Cut the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys got anything else you want to holler at? That's John, you want to, you got any umbrage? You mad at anything? I mean, I could get into the, the voting thing, but I don't really care to. Again, if you want, if you, want, you got a 30 second synopsis. Uh, 
30 seconds. Um, no, I don't really, I don't need to get into it. <laughs> if, if I just put it, it's just, I just don't like that everybody, uh, everybody that's c- trying to conjole people to vote, trying to like, I, I, I call them, they're actually tr- to the point where it's bullying, where they're trying to shame you and guilt you. Is saying that if you don't vote, um, they're being penis bullies. Then you're, then you're somehow, you know, being irresponsible or something like that. It's like, it's like, no, what you're really saying is that if you don't vote for the shit that I want, yeah, then you're a bad person. And it's always liberals and leftists. I've never heard a single conservative person conjole another person to vote. Yeah, the less people that vote, it's better for them. Yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> not necessarily because if I vote, I'm vote. I swear to God, if I vote, I'm I'm voting straight fucking red ticket, uh, straight. Straight ticket, red check mark, because fuck you. Here's your option. If you want to come to my door, like, I'm going to go vote, John. You want to come with me? So here's your option. I'll come with you, and I'll vote straight ticket, red check mark, or I can stay home and not vote. Which would you prefer? I'm, prefer giving, you, I'm giving you the option. I prefer you do whatever you want. but I'm, I want to stay home. <laughs> as always, if I, if I remember to vote, I'm going to vote for um, nobody that has... A Democrat or Republican beside their name. Um, I yeah. shared a really good video. I could I could play on here. We could go out on that or play it. Nah, if I can, let me dig it up. But no, and you know, it's just um, it's just every every voting election. I kind of get I kind of get on this kick because uh, I just feel like I just I just get bombarded, bombarded. Uh, you know, with with this with this propaganda about you know, it's like I don't. Here's what you don't understand. Not only do I hate both of the choices. But I don't want that position of power to exist in the first place. Here, take his. This is longer. So, take his. This is longer. So you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, do it's like, do I want to? You know, I, I think I shared a meme at one point. It's like, do you want you want the to microwave the baby or do you want to put the baby in the blender? I said we so put the you, baby in the blender. Why first. do you? Why are you throwing away your vote if you Didn't say microwave I don't microwave the baby? But um, yeah, but um. So this this was a pretty good uh, little video, I thought. We're in a urgent time. There's too much at stake to sit on the yeah, sidelines. Yeah, what's This is the most important election in our lifetime. The most important election of our lifetime. The midterm. Sure is. Matter. Every single Roger, election Malia? is portrayed as the most important election <laughs> of all time. Uh, I will say for the 2018 midterm elections, it really is the most important election of all time. So I'm going to break down real quick why I don't give a flying about the midterms. Let's start with who's incessantly promoting these elections. I'm obsessed with elections. The only question this year is whether enough people will vote anyway. Early voting is underway. You fucking piece of shit. Early voting is underway. This November election is more important than any midterm in our lifetime. Well, I'm absolutely not claiming and never would claim that all these entities are outright fake news. They do have a pretty extensive documented track record of reporting absolutely useless information that has no effect on your life, refusing to adequately inform you about things that actually do matter, working directly with politicians and government to perpetuate establishment narratives, and continually fear-mongering you into supporting more and more government power. Speaking of that government, is it really surprising that politicians who vie for control over it are also pushing you to vote? This ritual has zero sway on the exact same government and generation after generation of politicians that have racked up a $20 trillion debt, an empire spanning multiple continents and dozens of countries, and a long list of war crimes, none of which you get to vote on. Even if you could vote on these issues, you, the average voter, don't seem to care much about them, despite how big of an effect they have on your life and how much suffering they cause around the world. We just have to elect the right people, you might argue. 
That's exactly what we've always tried to do with voting. We ended up here because of the endless cycle of trying to elect the right people. Now let's talk about the people and organizations who are not just prodding you to vote in the election, but also allegedly safeguarding your sacred freedom ritual. We've got the FBI, known for a wide range of unethical, deceitful, corrupt behavior. No. We've got the CIA, which is known for meddling in elections and overthrowing democratically elected no. people. Uh -uh. Best of all, and most familiar to you, we've got the likes of Twitter and Facebook. They've no. partnered with government-linked organizations that claim to be very concerned with your democracy. But I'm organizations crazy. run by individuals responsible for egregious war crimes who have held the highest positions of power and you guessed it whose appointment to power you never got to vote on the people you elected did do you feel represented after partnering with these organizations Twitter and Facebook just weeks before the election silenced legitimate pages expressing dissenting points of view on topics that once again you're not allowed to vote on I was included in that great purge of October 11th, as was the news organization I work for, and many others who have been relentless in their criticism of the government, its policies and violence, and the shortcomings of democracy and mob rule. The thing you keep insisting will set us free. You can vote all you want, but no matter who wins, the ruling class runs the show, from those in power to those buying them off and influencing their policies, including foreign governments, and those peddling their narratives, and they don't care who you pick as puppets. So yeah, sorry not sorry, I don't care about your election. Because as concerned as I may be for this country, and all the people in it, including you, I've also lost all patience for the tired belief that everything will be fixed if you just put your leaders in power. All this does is swing the pendulum back and forth, left to right, and back again, while the whole thing burns, racks up debt that will enslave us all, our children and our grandchildren, and kills innocent people, inspiring further terror attacks and thus further crackdowns on our freedom. I'm not trying to paint a hopeless picture here. To the contrary, because I see all the amazing ways people come together without government to take care of each other, provide for each other, and come up with solutions and if you devoted your time and energy to that year-round instead of voting once every couple of years and caring about the issues your TV told you to, and maybe if you stopped funding the criminal enterprise that keeps screwing us all over and gave your funds directly to people who need it on a voluntary basis, no. you start to see some positive changes. So yeah, I still don't care about your election and your stickers and your hashtags and she selfies hates the and children. shame campaigns and your blind insistence on engaging in the exact same ritual that got us where we are. I'll pass. Peace. Please try it. Uh, that, that would have been a way better message if it was delivered by a man. But, yeah. uh, come on. <laughs> I can't take her seriously. She's cute. Or Whatever. if the CNN emblem was right at the bottom there, it would have been better. Yeah. And <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, I pretty much agree with uh, with with her. I mean, that, that resonated with me. You, you can disagree about it. You can vote all you want, but that's where I'm at. Don't, don't, don't try to bully me into voting. Just don't fucking do it. But you catch these hands. You catch these paws. <laughs> you got them kicks, too. Yeah. You, you go shin to chin. You don't want a fucking roundhouse shin kick. Shin to chin, son. You don't want a roundhouse kick to the head while I'm wearing these pants. <laughs> <laughs> I got my stretchy jeans on today, baby. Anyway, anything else? I'm good. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.